What's up, Bud Williams? Not much. What y'all? Oh, not a whole lot. What's your favorite food on the Thanksgiving table? Chicken dressing, ham dressing, turkey dressing, cranberry sauce, green beans. Uh, You're making uh, me hungry, bud. Corn, sweet potatoes, uh, pecan pies, but I can't eat them. I'm counting my sugar. Yeah, I got you. One of my favorite things my aunt makes, it's a, a broccoli casserole. Yeah, about my thing. You ever eat a cabbage casserole? Uh, yeah, that stuff's good. Pause the smoker off today, I guess. Ah, that sounds good. I got a big barbecue pit. I can hold, I can cook about 10 or 15 Boston butts of turkey. Wow. Yeah. I'm probably going to cook a bunch for some friends of mine, neighbors, and invite everybody to come and eat. Sounds great, man. All right. Because, because you know what? What? It's very easy to be took away from me. I don't care for no man eating. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not stingy. I'm not selfish. I, if a person can eat it, more power to him. That's right. Because I don't want to go hungry myself, Stephen. And you've got people out there right now that is hungry that ain't got nothing. Yeah, you're right. You're right. See where I'm coming from? I do. Thank you, bud. Man, I hope you have a great Thanksgiving. I'll talk with you soon. So I don't know if you've been keeping track of entertainment news lately, but let me ask you if you have recognized any news about this company. Do you know what I'm talking about? Take a listen to this theme music. Yeah, Disney. There have been some huge changes at the top level of Disney, and I want to tell you all about it coming up. It's a very startling, um, startling news coming out of Disney. So stick around. We'll talk about it coming up next, right after We the Kingdom and Holy Water. I think it might be a change for the better. So um, here's hoping, right? <laughs> tell you all about it coming up next. So I like staying in the know when it comes to entertainment because, I mean, that's one of the things that kind of takes your minds off of your troubles, right? You can watch a movie or watch a show, something like that. It's escapism at its best form. Yeah, and sometimes reading a book does that for you. Well, let me tell you, there have been some big changes at Disney. And just let me say, uh, re- recently, there have been a lot of complaints in the public eye when it comes to Disney. Have you heard any of them? Maybe uh, about the parks, the Disney World. Um, the other parks that they have, Animal Kingdom. Anyway, uh, what I'm talking about is uh, they got rid of the free Fast Pass. And now they've installed a um, Genie Pass that you have to pay for. Yeah, more and more park goers are saying this has become more of a money grab. You've already got the price of admission. Just a one-day ticket. I just did a search on this. We're talking about around $109 for one day at one of the parks. That's a lot of money. Plus, on top of that, Disney is so huge, they're not just the parks. No, they're at the animation studios. Uh, they have all kinds of um, other studios. They're putting out uh, Disney+. Plus. They have content there. So, you know, sometimes some not-so-savory things get showcased on those shows and movies that don't really line up with our beliefs, right? So I've noticed a lot of that in recent years, especially... So I was kind of glad to see that there's been a big change at the top of the corporate ladder at Disney. We're talking about the CEO. Bob Chapek has been in there for a little while now, but um, they're reporting that after a uh, board meeting where they were discussing this most recent quarter's earnings, they decided it was time for a change. Things had to happen. So 
What did they do? Who were they going to reach out to? Did they even post a job opening for a CEO? Well, the long and short of it is they didn't really have any big candidates. They knew who they wanted and they just reached out to him. So from Bob, uh, from Bob Chapek to a, another guy, another Bob who's been there before. And I thought it was pretty interesting that they were able to reach him and, and got him on board with this because, hey, he's been retired for a little while now. Um, in fact, he left in 2020 when his uh, contract expired. So, hmm, he had been enjoying retirement so much so. Well, here's a little piece of, of one of his interviews. How's retirement? Treat? Retirement is great. I have, a, I have a vastly different life than I had before. Uh, I think, first of all, I don't have the responsibility and I don't have the mm-hmm. vast the quantities of homework that I had before. Mm-hmm. So there's much more kind of air in my mm-hmm. day. You don't want another big media job. What if, say, Comcast no, bought no, Discovery no, and said, no, Bob, no. come back? I'm, first of all, I'm 71 years old. That's all right. You look I worked at ABC. <laughs> I worked 70 at 70 is the new 50. Go ahead. That's true. Um, maybe. Some days. <laughs> No big media company, tech. No, company. I worked. I worked for a big media company for almost fifty years. Yeah. I started when I was twenty-three. Yeah. No, I, I, I miss some people that I work with, but I don't miss. I don't miss my job. Yeah, he didn't miss his job, but he was willing to take it back. Yep, Bob Iger is back in the uh, the lead position, CEO of Disney. How cool is that? Maybe we'll see some things change for the better now. I know that social media has been a buzz with this news. A lot of people on TikTok just saying so kind so many great things about this happening so maybe we'll see some good changes and we can hope for it right yeah because who doesn't love a good disney movie well hopefully they'll get back to some basics and some good moral and and some values that we all can get along with and we all can you know support because as of late it's been pretty rough watching disney yeah Anyway, just wanted to throw that out there let you know that things are changing and hopefully for the better. We'll see, though. All right. Hey, you've heard the expression before. A jack of all trades is a master of none. But have you heard the rest of the expression? Hmm. We'll get a little help from Simon Sinek on that one. Coming up after Josh Wilson and things that I'm afraid of. Turn it up. It's a good song. It's nice to be able to do a lot of different things, right? To be knowledgeable about a few things, you can be helpful to people. I can't tell you the amount of times that people come to me with their computer problems because I'm pretty good when it comes to the computer. Well, I'm glad to help as well, but I know a little bit about plumbing. I know a little bit about music. So yeah, I'm glad to, you know, lend my help to wherever it's needed, but You know what? Lots of times people like me would get a bad rap. How about you? If you know how to do a bunch of different things, you're called, uh, well, a jack of all trades or a Jane of all trades. Yeah, that's a very misunderstood term because of the expression that goes along with it. And to dispel any rumors and to really get you the truth of the expression, I need a world-renowned life coach, a world-renowned speaker to help us with this. So his name is Simon Sinek. And he was doing a Zoom call with somebody who just happens to be somebody like him. He's a jack of all trades. She's a Jane of all trades. And so you'll hear a little bit of this conversation and the rest of the expression. And it really makes a lot of sense. And this will make you feel good, especially if you're one of these jacks or Janes of all trades. So you are a Jane of all trades, right? Yes, I am. You're saying you, you, you do a little bit of this and a little bit of that. You are a Jane yeah. of all trades. I think I'm very similar. I'm a, I'm a jack of all trades. We are criticized. Some people will say to us, 
oh, well, you're a jack of all trades and master of none, right? That's true. Do you know the full expression? I do not. The full expression is a jack of all trades is a master of none, but oftentimes better than a master of one. Oh, I love that. That changes things, doesn't it? Mm. What if? So we were putting the Christmas tree up last night, and I came across an ornament that I absolutely love. It's got my little boy on it. His name was Max, and he was always my boy ever since 2010. We picked him up at Walmart. He was a mutt. We were told he was a mix between a Sharpay and a Bull Mastiff. Thankfully, neither was really true. If the Sharpay was there, it was only in the curled tail and just a few wrinkles. The Bull Mastiff, glad that didn't show up because that would have been too much of a dog. But nope, he was more like a lab. And Max was just easygoing, just a great dog. The best dog ever. And we had him from 2010 to 2021. He passed because he had a terrible tumor. And it just oh, it made him swell up. His, his quality of life was awful. And we had to say goodbye to him in 2021. I saw this ornament that a friend had gotten made for us that had his picture. Three pictures of him on it. And um, another little reminder of Max is that little red cloth that goes over the base of the Christmas tree. Yeah, that little apron down there. Well, it's made out of a, like a felt material, right? Inside that felt material, all kinds of hairs from Max. So we still have little bits and pieces of him. <laughs> but I miss him, right? Well... I want to tell you about a dog who is standing the test of time. So much so that Gino Wolf, that's his name, has just received the Guinness World Record for the longest living dog. 22 years. That's double Max's life. It's crazy. 22.52 years. That is just nuts to me. Um, so... Gino was actually adopted by some college roommates and uh, they adopted him when he was two years old in 2002. So this dog born in 2000, uh, adopted from Boulder Valley in Colorado, now lives in California and his owner is like, hey, I'm so glad to have him with us. He's been a part of my journey for so long. He says, um, I give him all the credit. He's got a lot of love, and I think he's just a strong dog. So, uh, yeah, pretty cool stuff. Gino is living the life. Uh, he's a small breed. Looks like a chihuahua. This guy, 22 years old and still ticking. I love that. I wish we could have more time with our pets. I would have loved to have had more time with Max. But, you know, you love them. You never forget them. And, uh, yeah, they'll always have a special place in your heart. So one thing that I think a lot of us wish we would have got taught in school was um, how to manage money a little better, you know? Yeah, so there are some banks and some credit unions who are saying, you know what, I, we see that. We think we can help with that. We think we can help kids learn about money right there in their school. So I found this report over at the Jackson County Sentinel, and I love this headline. It's definitely different. See what you think of this. It says Redstone looks to partner with Scottsboro High School. So during this last City Board of Education meeting in Scottsboro, the board had Nathan Lombard from Redstone Federal Credit Union speak to the board about an opportunity for Redstone to open a student-run branch in the school. 
Yeah. Redstone started the program back in 2017 with seven high schools and three colleges currently participating in the program. So it would uh, create an opportunity for students to gain experiential learning opportunities. And the bank would be run by students. There'd be a teacher overseeing the bank and it'd be a non-paid position with the exception of training or other work outside. But it would help teach our kids a little more about how to manage money. What do you think about that? I think it's long overdue myself. Yeah, if they could just go ahead and talk about mortgages, how they work, they could talk about some stocks. They could talk about a few different, um, few different vehicles that people use in their everyday life and teach them how to succeed with them and how to use them properly. I think this world would be a better place and our kids, well, they'd have a jump start on a brighter future. So I think it's great. So I'll keep my, my eyes and ears open on this story and see if that partnership happens. But maybe this is just the beginning of a great partnership that'll happen across all of our listening area, not just at Scottsboro High School. But hey, it's pretty cool stuff. Just had to keep you in the know about it. I see, you know, interesting things like this. I've got to talk about it, let you know what's happening right here in our community. So thanks for hanging out with me here on the Lifeline Morning Show. I love that this is a two-way conversation, that I don't just, uh, you know, get facts and figures out there on the radio, but you are listening. And when you know of something similar happening, you are ready to call me up and tell me about it. I love that. Hey, I just got a call from somebody talking about, remember that banking program I was telling you about they're thinking about doing in Scottsboro? Well, I just found out that it's already been going on right here in Gunnersville. A few, uh, a few details coming up here on the show. So stick around. Let me get that call ready to share with you. But, oh, yeah, please. Anytime you hear me talk about something and you want to tell me something about it, I want you to call me or email me. I, I love this interaction. It's building a relationship here on the radio. All right, more great music headed your way. Let me get that call ready and we'll share it coming up as soon as I can. First, Andrew Rip, fill my cup right here on the Lifeline Morning Show. But our kids, they're learning a lot of great things that maybe you and I, well, we weren't afforded those opportunities when we were in school. We'll talk about it coming up. Just a few minutes ago, I talked with you about this um, partnership that might be happening at Scottsboro High School, right, with Redstone Federal Credit Union, saying, hey, this would be a great idea because lots of times our kids, they're just not taught a lot of the financial responsibility and, and different ways of using these um, financial vehicles uh, in practical ways. They're not taught about that much. So, to know that they're bringing partnerships like this is pretty cool. Well, then I got a phone call because something has been going on right here next door to us. I had no idea about, but I'm so glad that she called me up. Here, take a listen to a little bit of what's going on over here at Gunnersville High School. 88.5 JFM. I heard your little um, advertisement about the bank at Scottsboro. Yeah, what'd you think about that? How's that? Gunnersville High School has that. Oh, I did not know that. Yes, so, they have partnered with Citizens Bank. It's oh. probably been in our high school for about seven or eight years. Okay. Um, it is ran by our business technology teachers, and the students have to go through the application process to like be hired as a teller. It is a class. They run it during their lunch period, and they have to do like all of the community activities with Citizens Bank. They go to Citizens Bank for training and all of those things. That's amazing stuff. I had no idea what was going on just next door. We're right here beside Gunnersville High School. Yeah. That's crazy. So 
It's been going for seven to eight years. Have you seen a lot of kids go through that program? Oh, yes. My daughter was one of the citizen bank tellers. Oh, how cool was that? Did she enjoy it? So, yes, that is what she did to, like, her junior year. She was kind of leaning toward nurse anesthetist, business management, and technology, and um, advertising. Yeah. And she was leaning in the teaching world. And so... Gunnersville has an Appleseed program, the bank program, and then they have a health science program. And so she took a bunch of her basic classes virtually, and she done all three of those programs to where she could decide where she kind of wanted to land. And then she ended up choosing the business world because she enjoyed being at the bank, the bank teller, all the community activities and the marketing things that Citizen does in our community. Wow. That gave her a jump start on her career. Oh, yeah. That's crazy awesome. Thank you for sharing that. I love stories like that because so many times our kids, they're not given everything they need to really get that good jump start. But it sounds like Gunnersville High School has it going on. Well, they have a program that all students have to take in Alabama. Yeah. But it is offered as a freshman when I personally feel that it would be better as a junior-senior class. Right. But their schedules are so tight from their junior, senior year, and you have so many kids who co-op and work and mm-hmm. do different programs, such as the bank program and the HOSA program. It is a class they take their freshman year, yeah. but I don't think they quite grasp the reality of what they're being taught. They're right. being taught the information, but they don't have the maturity level to apply it. Right. Yeah. Wow. And so- yeah, it's our Miss Angie Blanchard um runs our bank. Okay. So where is your daughter now? She is at Sneed on a volleyball scholarship. Oh, very cool. That, that is awesome. Well, I didn't grab your name. Felicia Chapman. Felicia Chapman. Thank you so much for reaching out to me this morning and letting me know about what's going on right next door. That's awesome stuff. Yeah. Felicia, thanks again. And hey, I love that. I love the interaction because sometimes I share some news here and it's stuff I don't know. Maybe you don't know, but then there's stuff that I don't know that you can tell me. So always keep those lines of communication open. I'd love to hear from you. The the studio number, of course, is 256-505-0885. And you can always get with me on email, Stephen, that's S-T-E-V-E-N, at 885JFM. But what a success story, finding out how she wanted to pursue, uh, what she wanted to pursue as a career right there in high school because of a partnership with the local bank, Citizens Bank, right right here, uh, just next door here in Gunnersville. That's cool stuff. Thanks again for sharing that story. So what are the six most dreaded things that employees just do not look forward to at work? Well, let me go through a few of them with you, and I've got a story to share that will really bless your heart this morning. I mean, it's a good one. So here they are. All right. Six things employees dread at work. Number one, dealing with annoying coworkers. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. You know exactly who I'm talking about. Yep. And then we've got bland and lifeless surroundings. Yeah. You know what? kind of feels clinical sometimes uh, in, in the office. It's like, yeah, I got to bring something to liven this place up. Can I bring a goldfish to work or something? Another one is uncomfortable workstations. You know, it's not very homey. It's not very roomy, not very comfortable place. That's why I think a lot of people enjoy working from home, right? Get the same work done, but do it from the comfort of my own house. Going to meetings? Oh, it's the worst. It's like, come on. I don't need to waste 30 minutes of my day on this. Besides... 
It doesn't really apply to me anyway. It, that's how it works sometimes. You just got to grin and bear it, right? Worrying about time management, meeting those deadlines, that is always something that's at the top of your mind. It's like, I've got to get this done. I don't know how I'm going to do it, but I've got to manage it wisely. And finally, being evaluated. Nobody enjoys that. Unless you know there's a, a promotion coming. Then you're like, yep, let's do this thing. I'm ready for a raise. <laughs> but more often than not, that's not a raise kind of meeting it's uh, more of an evaluation about how you've been doing let's let's take a look at at your productivity steven mm, it looks like here you've dipped in the past few months it's like yeah i used to uh <laughs> i tried I, I tried working at a place one time that they had these meetings where all of these insurance agents would come together once a week they'd sit in this room and the head of the agency would stand at the front of the room and he would call out each person on their productivity over the week in front of everybody. And it was up to the person he called on to defend themselves as to why they didn't do such a good job that week. It was brutal. Toxic work environment. So glad I did not, I did not pursue that job any longer. Ugh. Anyway, let's talk about those things that, um, well, let's talk about things that teachers dread at work coming up here on the show. I, stick around. I think you're really going to be surprised at the outcome of one of these things by a pretty cool teacher. So, uh, yeah, we'll get into it next, right after we are messengers. And God, you are right here on the Lifeline Morning Show. It's a good story. So make sure you stick around, okay? So we touched on some dreaded things in the workplace, right? But now let's talk about dreaded things for teachers because I've got a lot of teachers able to listen today. They're out because of the Thanksgiving break. So, so glad to have you with me. And I wonder if maybe you can relate with any of these that I'm talking about. The dreaded things at the workplace when it comes to teaching. I know a thing or two about this because I've done a little teaching myself and I'm married to a teacher. So here we go. Things teachers dread. Lesson plans. Oh, they never end. Miscommunication. Yeah, that one hurts, especially between teachers, but especially, too, between parents and teachers. Um, and the kids, sometimes they drop the ball. Uh, well, they drop the ball a lot. Uh, keeping up with parents' unreasonable expectations, such as being a personal assistant to their child. That one's tough. When you have those parents who just want you to do every little thing for their kid. It's like, do you understand? I have like 20-something kids, and I can't be their personal assistant. How about this? Working with burned-out coworkers who really don't care anymore. They're just kind of there to get the day over with. Yeah, that stings. Um, how about this one? This one I think hits everybody. Extracurricular expectations from administrators, like working the gate... Or the concession stand at X number of games at the school. That can be tough because that's like, that's extra, that's above and beyond. I'm not getting paid for this, but you still want me to be here. And it's like, I need the job, so I guess I'll be here. It's one of those things that takes away from your personal time. I get it. So there is something, though, that a lot of teachers dread. And it comes down to, well, interactions with parents, specifically one-on-ones. Mm-hmm. That's where we meet this teacher. And he just got through a little bit of that. But he's a little relieved, and I think you'll figure out why. Take a listen and see if you can relate. And if you're not a teacher, this still relates to you because there are things that you dread that you do not look forward to, whether it be uh, year-end reviews on how well you, you've done at work or uh, peer reviews, how well does everybody like you at the workplace. Yeah, 
So, uh, here you go. See if you can relate with this. So I just had parent-teacher conferences, and I cannot tell you how much anxiety and stress I had leading up to these parent-teacher conferences. I'm a fifth-grade teacher, and in my previous school, we had student-teacher uh, student teacher parent conferences and the students would be involved and they would lead it and it took away a lot of the stress at a new school and it is just you and a parent or you and parents or you and a family member and oh let me tell you <laughs> I had a lot of anxiety leading up because this is a moment where parents can just let it rip and let me know what they like and especially what they do not like but uh I'm very relieved that it is done and very relieved that it went so much better than what I anticipated and it just made me realize how many times do we create scenarios in our head that are completely false and we have these constructs of we're going to think it's going to go so bad when actually when we face our fears it usually goes pretty good and we're really glad that we face it when we do confront those fears and those challenges and rise up instead of shrinking away so I just want to encourage you if you're facing something or you are about to face something and you are creating these false constructs in your head and you're going to think that they're not going to go well, face it. It may surprise you and it may be great and it may be better than you anticipate. And, um, and I think that has been really discover who we are. And that is the ministry of being yourself. Face your fears. They'll surprise you. It's worth it. Grace, peace, cheers. I love that. Just face it. It's going to be better than you think it's going to turn out. I love that. It's like the things that we dread the most when they're finally over. It's like, huh, that wasn't so bad. (laughs) Just remember, God is for you today. He's always in your corner. So face those challenges head on. Even those things that you're kind of fearful of because God's got you. Yeah, everything's going to turn out for your good. You watch and see. And thank you, teachers, for all that you do for our kids. We really appreciate you. Hey, tell you what, I've got something here to make your day even better than sunshine and blue skies. It's called your word of life. It's just one verse from the Bible to apply to your life to see how it can make it better. Today from 1 Peter chapter 4, verse 8, in the New Living Translation of the Bible. Most important of all, continue to show deep love for each other, for love covers a multitude of sins. Hey, when I was putting that word of life together, the video version of it over on Instagram Reels and YouTube Shorts and TikTok, I was um, I was sure to add a little, a few different relationships there. So you see a man and a woman, it looks like they're celebrating their anniversary. And then you see a group of girls who are just really good friends. They're just kind of chilling, just talking with each other. And you see a couple of guys, they're looking at something on their phone. Relationships come in different sizes and different shapes. But you know what? It's important for us to love each other. In fact, Christ said that's how we would be noticed is how we love each other. So it's so important for us to embrace each other, to love each other, because like that scripture says, love covers a multitude of sins. Yeah. Hey, we're all in this thing together. We might as well love each other through it, right? (laughs) Hey, you can find that word of life on our Instagram, YouTube, Twitter, and TikTok page, as well as at the top of our website, 885JFM.com. Of course, you can go there to find out about some amazing concerts, too. Yeah, we got a lot of artists coming. Have you heard? Mm -hmm. Zach Williams. We've got Ben Fuller, Mercy Me, Chris Tomlin, Francesca Battistelli, Toby Mac, Switchfoot, all those concerts. You can find out more about them on our website. Click those banners. Plus, uh, we are... 
right there on our website, just above those banners, is the On Now button. Click that and you can listen to us from wherever you happen to be. We've had people listening to us this morning from Atlanta, Georgia, Palm Coast, Florida, um, Houston, Texas, still on board with us right now. We've got Huntsville and uh, Gunnersville and Boaz listening here in Alabama, then across the ocean in Helsinki, Finland. Hey, thanks for making us part of your day, whether you're listening to us on the stream or on the radio. You're the reason why we're here. And you know what? 27 years, still going strong, but we're just getting started. Hey, that's the name of the song. As we come to the close of another Lifeline Morning Show, I just wanted to pass along one more thought. All right, this is what I started the show with early this morning, but likely you weren't here at 6 o'clock, so here. And if you were, you get it a second time. It's still good. (laughs) Vincent Van Gogh. You probably know that name, right? Yeah, a world-renowned painter, but here's the deal. He wasn't always that way. Here's what he had to say. If you hear a voice within you saying, you're not a painter, then by all means paint, boy. And that voice will be silenced. Wow. You know what? Sometimes you're going to have a voice come up and give you doubt and say, hey, you know, you can't do that. What makes you think you're qualified to do that? And that's just it. You have to rise above that voice. You have to do that thing anyway. Look at his story. Did you know at the age of 16, he left his home in the Netherlands to work with his uncle? Now, this is in 1869, and his uncle was an art dealer who was traveling between London and Paris, and it gave him access to some of the greatest artists of his time. But Van Gogh, he didn't start creating art until 1880, just 10 years before his death. In that time, he created over 800 paintings and 700 drawings, establishing a unique style that would posthumously make him a household name, posthumously meaning after his death. Though he only sold one piece of work in his life while he was living, he is widely considered one of the greatest painters of the 19th century. He had to overcome that doubt too and look at the great things that he accomplished. Wow, that tells me that, you know, it's worth doing. It's worth pushing through anyway because lots of times you're going to have that pushback, especially when you step into what God wants you to do. You step into that calling, you're going to feel pushback left and right. Believe me. But somehow you'll have this peace about you and this support that you know God is with you and he's pushing you forward. And it's a great feeling. But yeah, it's going to come with some roadblocks, with some opposition. In many ways, it's how you know you're doing the right thing. (laughs) So just a tip for you. But that from Vincent Van Gogh, I thought was so inspirational today. Now, I hope that you have the best Thanksgiving ever. I will not be here tomorrow or Friday. Get a little family time, so you'll be hearing music here on the station for the morning show. But I'll be back on Monday, uh, bright-eyed and bushy-tailed, ready to talk about Thanksgiving memories that were made and uh, ready to have a good time. We'll get back to the car line competition as well starting up on Monday. So I hope to see you here. All right? Now, in the meantime, if you want to catch up on any old shows or any of today's stuff maybe you didn't get, well, go to our website, 885JFM.com and click that Lifeline podcast in the main menu. And uh, yeah, you can do just that. All right. I will see you on Monday. Have a great rest of your day.